You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The markets are... Doing all sorts of crazy things. We had bounced overnight. We've dipped in the past few minutes. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about oil. We're going to talk about nickel. Did you guys see the short squeeze in nickel? Is the, 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 the nickel market is literally halted right now in London because of what's happening over there. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the banks, specifically the European banks I want to discuss. We're going to talk about Apple. They have their event today. Oh, man, we're going to talk cannabis with our guest, Alan Broxine at 835. So a lot going on today. We're in a fast market. Smash that like for me. Let's go to work here. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's bring everyone on. Joel, Dennis, good morning. Joel, we'll get your charts on the screen. Let's rip. Yeah. Well, we're, the good news is we're in the green by four and a half handles at 4203. Uh, the Better news is like we're way off the low of the overnight session, 4138.75. And the bad news is we were 30 handles higher and we just crumbled like a paper doll down to 4200. So a lot of volatility here this morning and the session hasn't started yet. Uh, crude, I call it a quiet day for crude, up 216 at 121.56. Uh, gold over that magical 2K level, up 1470 at 2010.60. Uh, silver, uh, still a little laggard overall on the move, but that's up 47 cents at 26.19. And you have Bitcoin uh, recovering from the potential Government regulation, that's up 1385 at 38.925. Ethereum futures, they're moving higher too. They're up 116 bucks at 25.74. I don't even know where to start today. I know we have topics on the right value. Just chop, 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 chop. chop. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get for months from now, I think. We called it the beginning of the year. It's going to continue. We're in the year at shop. If you're chasing moves, you are on the wrong side of the trade. I mean, case in point, even on your longer term investments, like I've just started, like when they rally, like so square, remember I said I sold three quarters of the position up at 127. I just rebought it yesterday at the same price. Literally four days later, it falls from 127 to 97. And I re got my shares that I sold. Now it's probably a mistake. It's probably going to continue lower here now, but. This is the kind of market that if you are chasing moves, like, oh, it's going up, it's up, you know, here it goes, let's get in there, you are just throwing money away, just pissing it away. Do not chase in this environment. That's all I can say. Okay, go, Spencer, now go. I just, like, I come in this morning, or every morning, and the first thing I do is I look at my Benzinger Pro Movers tool. What is up the most? What is down the most? And then I go from there. And I look to this morning, and I see a bunch of stocks that I have never heard of before. And I'm just like, what is going on? These tickers that I've never heard of, they're really low price. And I'm like, wait a minute. These are all metals metals stocks. And then I look even more. Wait a minute. This is related to the to nickel. 
What happened to nickel? Did you guys see nickel yesterday? This is the this is the chart of nickel futures here. Okay, in the last two days, look at this. It's it's literally off the chart. That's stupid. The candle is off the. You guys, yeah. it's hard to see. The candle is off the chart. Okay. <laughs> You're getting just, and, and you know, like it's getting liquidity. It's liquidity issues on the sell side that there's no sellers. So, and the demand's there. And now you just get, the, you know, these cattle, you know, these crazy moves. I mean, you know, back, take us back to, you know, the flash crash going the other way. I mean, the absence of bids, this works the same way. It's the absence of sellers. You get some demand, but there's just nobody willing to sell it. And you know, and that and that's the issue here. And that's where you get these crazy, crazy moves where there's just no willing sellers. It's scary to be short any commodity right now. So if you're like a market maker just getting in there, you want to short that right now? It's like you, you're gonna lay well, off here a little bit. You can't, first off, because the market is suspended right now. But no, they, but on even on the way up, I mean oh. it's breaking out. It's well, like every market did. maker can see what's happening here. So some some guy in China or some firm was short and they got a margin called. I, I mean, that's so this was a, a short squeeze plus a margin call, and, and that's and now we're suspended. So, anyway, uh, a bunch of like super low priced names with exposure to nickel are trading up this morning off of what this. What are those? Uh, I'll give you the list if you want. And this is in, yeah, give us the list it, in Benzinga Pro. All you gotta do is go to the movers tool, search for the word nickel, and you'll find it. So, PLM is, is up uh 50% this morning, uh, Polymet. I don't even know the name. What does that say? Polymet Mining. Okay. Uh, yeah. TMC, uh, Tango Mary Charlie, TMC up 30%. Uh, NAC, NAK is another one. Uh, these are all nickel plays, all very right. low price, right? Um, CLBT is another, I think, uh, unless that's something else. <laughs> Let me check. That's not Jay's saying JJM too. If you just want to see like Barclays iPath and nickel, I don't know what that sub index, the nickel index, yeah, apparently JJN. Yeah, oh, yeah, JJN is uh is, is a better one. Yeah, it's, it's an ETN. Uh, Va- yeah, Valet has exposure, no doubt, no doubt. B boy in the chat. Uh, JJ JJN is probably the way to go there. Um, there's just a I don't know. Like, let me see. Don't, I don't want to tell people the JJN N N. Oh, JJN. A lot of these are real small, small yeah. companies. Yeah. HYMC, yeah. thank you, Mitch, is another one. Um, there's just, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's all these random metal plays that are up big. So, look, I mean, that chart speaks it, for itself. It's it? such a messed up market right now, just on both sides. So, commodities squeezing like we've never seen them squeeze in 30 years. And then you got massive sell-offs and everything else yesterday. And I mean, they took no prisoners. Stocks like Kohl's down 13%. I thought there was supposed to be you know, potential takeout on the table. I guess they forgot about that or they just don't care. Um, Macy's, which you know the P was like 6 Well, they just brought it down to 5 yesterday because it lost 12%. I mean, that the carnage. Just across the board, it's indiscriminate selling in some things and indiscriminate buying in commodities. So you just got price dislocations really all over the place. I mean, I I don't even know what to say. I'd say, oh, yeah, like jump in. Like I saw it last night uh, in a couple of stocks. Like I feel like somebody last night, even in Boeing, um, if you look at the after hours last night, there was just one epic seller and there was no news on Boeing last night. But after hours. They were just selling and selling. They come in and they sell twenty thousand shares and knock it down two bucks, and then it would kind of relieve a little bit. And they'd sell another twenty thousand shares and knock it down two bucks. You know, it doesn't look like nothing on the chart, but it was down six dollars just because one person was just unloading. So I don't know if that's a margin call or the, what what was happening after hours last night. But you can see that pink point to it there, Joel. When it's yeah. going straight down there, it was in a matter of about twenty minutes. They just kept coming and reloading. So Joel's trying to show it to you. Uh, right here. At least, you know. Right here. Upper left chart. This is uh, the 4 yeah. p.m. close. And then this is what Dennis is referring yeah, to. Yeah, they just kept for about 30, 40 minutes. I'm like, I don't see any headlines on Boeing, but they just keep on whacking it. And there was a number of stocks last night, like Citigroup. They were just taking it down. This wanted out. I mean, t- they've come back. But you, and you see it obviously, you know, dur- during the day it's, it shows up. I think there's just, you know, people, there's honestly some margin calls happening out here too right now in some stocks. 
But I mean, it is indiscriminate selling. There is long-term opportunities in some of these names. I don't know. At what point do you get down and dirty in the coals again, Joel? Like, I mean, is Spencer, was there news yesterday? Yeah, because that looks like it was like deals off the table chart, but I'm not yeah, even sure there was a headline. There was a a, a a bunch of headlines. That's the problem. They had their investor day, right? Colston. So, yes. And what they did? They say like no, we're like we. They already kind of said no to this. You know, take we got another break. headline here. Uh, we yeah. just can't even I stop. Mean, like yeah. we got it's almost even impossible to do the show. Like I'm just moving orders and moving and trying not to get picked off. What's, it's really so the the biggest thing from yesterday they with regards to Coles just to put a bow on that they sure. they uh, they guided their long term sales growth in the low single digit range and EPS growth in the mid to high single digit range which isn't which doesn't strike me as amazing but I guess it could be worse out there they're also gonna like they're gonna open smaller stores which is interesting they're, they're gonna go like smaller formats which. I don't know. Um, talked about growing Sephora, which is their what the the makeup business. So I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of headlines there on calls. There's but. a bunch <laughs> of head. Yeah, but what did Macy's do? So Macy's was down twelve percent yesterday too. Did they have an investors day as well? No. So I mean, you can blame it on the investor day, but they got you know you, what what did PVH do? Well, what no, did they do. Uh, well, that's that's a different story. They PV, have PVH yeah. and Ralph Lauren and those guys have a, a lot of European exposure, Dennis. Like I look here, and it's just holy mackerel. That's one of the biggest moves we've seen in PVH in a long time. So I guess you know we just think that we're shutting her down. I mean, the European stocks. You know, we can complain over here all you want, but oh, it's way it's look it's at Deutsche bad. Bank. I'll, Deutsche I'll, Bank was I'll, at I'll like there. Three weeks ago was at like a multi-year high. Yeah. Deutsche Bank was at a multi-year high, like talking like a three-year high for Deutsche Bank up at $16. And the banks were looking good and interest rates were going up and all the environment they wanted. And then Russia happened. And we literally went in three weeks from a three-year high. Not kidding. In three weeks, we went from a three-year high to almost, you know, well, to a 52-week low. We went from a three-year high to a fifty-two-week yeah. low can, in can, three can weeks. Can I just interrupt you for a second? Because we just got a we got a slew of headlines just now. That's um, all it is headlines. Uh, Biden is going to announce as soon as today we're going to ban the U.S. imports of Russian oil. That's huh. a stark stark reversal. He said he said no to that a couple of days ago or last week. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do so without the participation of European allies. It's going to include oil, uh, natural gas, and coal. The ban that just came through. So that's why that's why we're moving across the board here. USO spy, whatever. I mean, it's hard to trade. Even there's so many headlines. I mean, we've gotten to a point where the headlines are so rampant, and it's really what it is that it's like I'm getting multiple headlines every day, and the market's just going right off that. It's like you know, you just get into a position. You're like, okay, this is looking good, and then boom, headline comes out, and all of a sudden everything changes. I mean, we are in, like, it's one thing to be in a headline-driven market. This might be the most headline-driven market I've seen in 22 years. And I'm not joking. Like, there's just so many headlines happening. Like, in the financial crisis, we had lots of headlines, too. Maybe I'm forgetting. You know, it was always, so that probably was more. But I'll say right now, we're in the most headline-driven market since the financial crisis. So, and the headlines are multiples every day, and it's taking the stocks with them. The algorithms are taking it. You know, like here we are 30 minutes ago or an hour ago, we're up 30 handles, and you're thinking, okay, it's been a nice bounce back day. And I don't know what headline came out, probably something with the oil or whatever, but all of a sudden, boom, we dropped 40 handles in 40 minutes. I mean, the volatility is absolutely incredible. It's good for trading, but you got to be fast. You got to be adjusting on the fly all the time. Tricky market, man. And, and it's like the third or fourth day in a row that this has happened. I feel like where you come in, you're like, oh, all right, like, yeah, this is, this is the this is the morning, and then this is over, what we have now over this the course the, of my preparation. Normal over the well, no, I'm, like over the course of my preparation for the show, the morning flips on you. It's like one doesn't one eighty. It's like all right, I guess that was not the morning. This is the morning now. Um, but as we were just saying about uh, uh, Europe here, if we can go back to Deutsche Bank, yeah, they are throwing you a bone this morning. 
Deutsche Bank because there was a headline that they did cut their Russian exposure. So all the European banks are trading higher. That's led by Deutsche Bank. It's trading the highest of the of the bunch. But Deutsche Bank, Credit Suisse, Barclays, the HSBC, so there's one or two that I'm missing, are all trading higher this morning, if that's your thing. Uh, yeah, they're bouncing back. But you know what's going to happen? There's going to be another bad headline out of Ukraine that's slamming back down. So I would think. So I can't be saying, okay, yeah, nice bounce. Let's go buy. I mean, it's probably a good opportunity to sell again, unfortunately. Deutsche Bank up 7%. You know, is there value there? Sure, there's value in all this stuff. But until we get some more clarity on what's happening and where we're going, you know, and, and if it continues to escalate, I mean, these stocks probably continue to get hit. So their businesses are being impacted dramatically. You know, we've taken Russia off the grid. So that's a little financial crisis for some companies in itself. But it's not just that. It's like we don't know what's next. So, I mean, there's so many different headlines. I, I've raised myself up to So people saying, what are you buying? What are you buying? And yes, I put a little bit of square back in that I had sold. But I sold some other stocks. I'm up to 47% cash. So I, I actually went up in cash in my long-term portfolio. So that shows you how confident I am in this market. There's going to be a time where we're going to get that money back into the market, but there's just so much headline risk right now. And it's going to be a rip your face off. There'll be a rip your face off short squeeze. There always is. There was one overnight. I mean, we were down yeah, 100 handles, Joel, rally. and then yeah. we rallied 100 handles. You got to yeah. sell and raise cash into those rips because you know what? And a lot of these, you know, growthy names, they're just not coming back, man. A lot of these names are just not going to ever come back. Some some are, but we are full on. Like where, where we propose, where we were, you know, saying six months ago, are we, you know, and I looked at, I put up those charts. Do you remember that show where I compared yeah. the NASDAQ 2000 yep. to the NASDAQ 2000 bubble pop to today? And I said it took two years. And I'm like, we could be six months into this. And that's why they're coming off. We might have another year and a half of selling. I think we can safely say that, it, we, we've had the NASDAQ 2000 bubble pop for the majority of those Kathy named growth stocks. Not all stocks. Obviously, a lot of stocks are 52-week highs. I mean, again, Warren Buffett, right up there near 52-week highs. So value is still you know, doing well. Commodities helping that. But, I mean, the growthy tech names just annihilated. And, you know, I have a lot of tech names. I have the big ones in my portfolio. And they're starting to get whacked, too. Amazon was down over 100 bucks yesterday. The good quarter is now completely gone. That quarter, that that remember that 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 big sell off to going back to the Amazon. Yeah, remember it sold off and then it, it sold had off to on report. Facebook. Yeah, and then it rallied five hundred points on its own report, and yeah. it was just another selling opportunity. That's what yeah. it was. We can say it now. Insight Capital's twenty twenty. It was just another selling opportunity. The Google up to new all time highs. On their stock split, which is still happening, it's back down. I own both these stocks in my long-term portfolio. I'm I'm not selling the Google. My cost basis is 250 bucks. My Amazon cost basis is like 2200. So, I mean, at a certain point, you know, I did sell half of that, and on that 3200 pop, and I wish I would have yep. sold the whole dang thing. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't want to start trading my long-term portfolio, but I was worried about stuff getting ugly, so I was raising cash in places, and I was only up 50% on that one. So I was like. Okay, I'll take the or thirty percent on that one. I'll take the thirty percent gainer. Obviously, not going to take a thousand percent gainer and pay it all away in tax. But it's tough, man. As a long-term investor, I feel for you here. This is a tough investing environment. If you still got the FOMO going, you got to break that because FOMO's costing you money. If you're a long-term investor and you're in, you know, and you've got the FOMO going, it's costing you money right now because every time you think you know some of these stocks are turning around, they're not. So. Again, we're in the buy the dip, sell the rip environment. The day trading is fantastic. I know I'm complaining here a lot because I feel for my long-term investors out there who are listening. But I'm telling you, the day trading is actually really good. It's choppy. It's moving. The inefficiency trading is killing it right now, just killing it. Um, but the overall long-term investing story is just ugly, unless you're all oil, I guess. I, I, I just threw a quick survey in the chat in, in YouTube. How much of your investment portfolio uh, is cash. Uh, your options are less than 20%, 20 to 40%, 40 to 60, or more than 60. And at the moment... More than 60 people are geniuses. No, no, no. No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, so at the moment, more than 60% is winning. 
at the moment, well, it's actually, it's pretty much a dead heat between more than 60% and less than 20%. Yeah, I'm just saying, those people are smart, man. They raised up that much cash. I'm at 47. I, I felt know. pretty smart, but How I'm you... still losing. I'm still losing a crap load of money being 53% invested. Well, well mm, <laughs> holding cash in an 8% inflation environment is not exactly ideal either. It's so. winning right now, though. It's winning. Right now, it's winning. It's not going to always be winning, but right now, it's winning. And it's about market timing, and there will be a time to get that back in. But, I mean, we're breaking down again here. You know, you try to look at these charts even, and you think, okay, well, what what looks good? You know, from tech, besides, take the commodities away. Take the food away, not, which yeah. eventually that stuff will come back down too. I mean, you got AMD back at 100 bucks. Do you take a shot at it? I mean, but it's not cheap. I don't, you know, like, you, you got Macy's, which is dirt cheap, breaking down and looking awful. Look at the Macy's chart, Joel. I mean, that looks awful technically. Fundamentally, you're like, holy cow. Did you ever think you're going to get Macy's with a P of, what is it, five? Uh, uh, they, were, made... they were paying 37 for it back in November when we thought this was the turnaround story of turnaround stories. And all of a sudden, it's right back down. I mean, is Macy's directly impacted from Ukraine here? Do they have stores? Do Macy's have stores? I doubt it. No. So why are we slamming retail now? I well, don't. I don't totally get it. Well, we're slamming the retailers that have the most exposure to Europe, we're, right? Sure. Those. Are, okay. Sure. So I'll avoid PVH. But what about Macy's? Why is it down twelve percent? Why is you know? Why is the XRT? Because because they're worried about um, you know higher these higher fuel prices are gonna you know cut people's disposable income. It's gonna take. I just more don't money. think of Macy's. As directly impacted by higher fuel prices. Sure, some of their trucking coming in. I think of airlines, cruise lines. That right. makes sense to me. You know, that the airlines and the cruise lines are absolutely getting hammered because these fuel prices are insane. I mean, American Airlines. Can we look at American Airlines too? There's so much to talk about. I know I'm going all over the place, but it's just a lot to talk about. Look at the American Airlines chart. Someone I made mean, a comment about... It's down 33% okay, but, a week. Yeah, someone made a comment about, you know... Uh, being, you know, aren't eventually we just going to get numb to the headlines, you know, like cold? Yes, we will. Uh, Unless uh, they keep getting worse. <laughs> it, I, which is I mean, possible. this is different. This is, this is, no, no, this is a, and I've been saying this from the whole, you know, from the beginning, this is, this is a different kind of situation. And this is, you know, where the COVID was, you know, a health thing and it, it, it you know, there was a, Potentially, whether you believe it or not, there there was a way to come out of it. Whether it was herd immunity or a um, or a vaccine, whatever. I mean, you know, there was ways to come out of it. This, I don't see. A, there's no scientific. Pfizer can't come up with something. Moderna can't come up with something. The yeah. U.S. government, you know, China, you know, where where is and that, that's the thing that's bothering me the most about this current situation is you're just not going to get that. I mean, are you going to get that headline that, uh, you know, that Russia's withdrawing? You're not going to get that. You're not going to get a peace deal. You're good. You know, okay. I'm in the market kind of rallies too. Oh, they're letting some uh, humanitarian efforts. They're letting people evacuate. I mean, to what, what headline, you know, can there be, you know, November 7th, you know, 2020 Pfizer with the thing. And, and there was, there was a, a, a change. It was a change in the situation. But now, I mean, what is that headline that is going to, Get every you know to turn the momentum in the market. I mean, I I just don't. I, I wish there was, but that's well, why the headline is that we get a deal. I mean, that would turn. What the kind market. of deal? They don't want a deal, Dennis. They don't well, want. I, a deal. I'm just saying that is where the headline. If the talks and the talks didn't go well again yesterday, but if they made an actual deal, if they agreed to not join NATO, if they agreed, I think that's the only way out, really. For the Ukrainian people, and it's not a good out, but it's better than death. I mean, but you know what? The Ukrainian to, even people the Ukrainian are digging in. They're digging in, man. They they don't want to give in. I mean, that's the thing that's you know sustaining it. They they don't want to give in. Do the people though? Like, I mean, a lot of the people will fight and fight for their freedom, and I get it. I get it. I get it. But I mean, I I just you know I just don't like seeing these videos. These children uh. dying. I mean, I can't even take it. I'm like, and then. You know, like, I, I don't know, like, 
you know, other than, you know, and we've made some donations. I mean, I don't know what else I can do over here. Like, how can we help, you know, like yeah. donate some money. I'm, you know, I, I can't very well, you know, I don't even own a gun. I've never shot a gun really in my life Canadian. Right. So, I mean, I'm not going to go give, you know, take off and go over there and fight. I mean, I, I, I wish we could help more. I wish we could help more. To, to go back I don't know to, what to do. To go back to the point about... I feel like you donate money, but, you know, that's... You that, know, and that's we what do, you do, but, I mean, that's, what you that's do. not enough. It's, that's what you do. You, you donate money. That's what you do. That's and, what and we, is that the and, only thing we can do? Uh, Pretty much, eh? I, I mean, I, I was also... I was listening, uh, um, involved in a uh, uh, podcast last night talking about, um, you know, the, the Jews in the Ukraine. And I mean, if you go back to the history, I mean, yeah, this stuff is going on now, but what, what's going on over there in Ukraine and Hungary and Czechoslovakia and Russia? I mean, this has been going on for a yeah. long, long, long time. And it's going to keep on going for a long, long, long time. So I think you just have to just buckle your seatbelts. I mean, I'm always too high cash and it hurts on the way up and it feels, you know, but it just, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's at a point where there has to be some kind of, some kind of fundamental change um, with the, the U S stance or the Russian stance. And I, I mean, it just seems like everyone's just digging in more, digging in more, digging in more. And then China comes in. They said, you know, they, they're definitely trying to, you know, mediate. But, you know, they definitely say it's, you know, uh, the Russian invasion is justified because of what the U.S. is doing. So it's it's so complicated. I, really you know, I th- like I said, I thought, you know, like some of these broadcasts with, uh, you know, when we did during COVID and everything where like I'm like, oh, my God. You know what the hell are we going to talk about today? I think this is ten times more difficult. I, We're talking I, about I everything. Really, We're all yeah. over the place. There's just so yeah. many things to talk about. I mean, you can look and complain. Oh, my invest portfolio is getting killed, but you know we're still safe over here in North America. We don't really have much to complain about. So our stocks are down twenty percent. The cues from the highs. It's not. I mean, really, when you put it in perspective, yeah. You know, this is you know. This is a drop in the bucket compared to, you know, what people are going through right now. And I wish there was more ways to help, like donate money and, you know, you do what you can. But I don't even know, like if you were in the, in, in your, your politician, like I don't even know. I get it. I mean, we can't just send troops over there and start World War Three. So that's not a solution. So we can send them money. We can send them some firearms. We can, you know, do some things. But, you know, we can't just very well just go over there and start bombing Russia. So... Really tough situation to, for for those Ukrainian people. Obviously, put things in perspective. Our problems are nothing compared to theirs. Nothing. Uh, but if I can go back to the comment you made earlier before that about just wh- where is the the quote unquote safety right now in the markets? I just sure. at, I went and just I looked at while you were talking the top fifty best performing ETFs, non leverage ETFs of the year, and two of the top fifty are not enter, are not commodities. 48 of the top 50 are energy or metals or in some or some variation thereof. There are two that are not. What the are the D, two? The DSPAC ETF, S-O-G-U, is one of them. And there's another ETF called uh, it's FedEx, F-E-D-X. It's a it's the it's federal, it's government contracts. So Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, GD, Raytheon, that whole thing. Those right. are the only two ETFs, S-O-G-U, F-E-D-X. Uh, among the best, 50- yeah. Well, SOGU is short DSPAC. That's a short fund, right? <laughs> uh, oh, so, yeah. So, well, that's a sorry. short fund. So that's not even <laughs> counting because that's sorry. short the market. So well, you got to use this one. Well, it's it's not using leverage, but it, yeah. Well, I guess it's, it's a leverage, short it's fund. Using, yeah, it's it's short DSPAC. Sorry, I. I yeah, I, I, I was gonna say there's no way the DSPAC fund is up. <laughs> sorry, right, 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 short, sorry, short DSPAC fund. I, it's like uh, saying Sark is up. Sark's doing really well. Well, yeah, because. Every holding going down. So short DSPACs, SOGU, and FedEx, FEDX are your only two of the top 50 best-performing non-leveraged funds this year that are not energy or metals-based, really. And one of them is a defense, basically a defense contractor fund, right? So, I mean... They say, yeah, and that's not, that's not even trade by appointment only. I mean, look at this volume. 13, yeah. 8, yeah, so those yeah. are not, 
Yeah, Chase, that. yeah, chasing price like that is not the way to do it. I'm just pointing out. Right, uh, right, right, that, right. That I just we try and I just the other reason I point that out is just, it is you know, remarkable. Yeah. It's really remarkable how one sided this it is. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen Solar's done okay as well. Solar's doing okay this year, but it it is it is kind of wild how it, it, there is outside of commodities and and then like defense right like you you know your your Lockheed's of the world there is nowhere to hide it's pretty pretty crazy and, um, and there's the consumer staples have held up well but I'm gonna say it again if you're holding consumer staples and you think that's going to work if it really starts to get ugly that will start to get hammered too I've said that for a while I mean XLU is just ripping higher yeah, because there's money managers and you want to know why there's money managers that got to stay invested and they're like, well, why I've got to stay in stocks. What's safe. And they're going into utilities. I mean, energy it's tied in, I guess with it, but I think the utility stocks are in a little bubble here. I mean, am I going to come buy those now? Again, it's got all the relative strength. The people who trade momentum are going to say, yeah, you buy that kind of stuff, but I just know the rug pull eventually comes. So, really tricky are we buying anything like let's just take it to stocks you know like are we looking at like a macy's you know are you looking at a kohl's potentially like like i bought a little bit of square i said I, yesterday i'll I tell you a, i'll tell you what i would i bought a small piece of gm i bought a small piece of gm at 40 it's been absolutely hammered it's like and this is in the long-term investment portfolio just because i think eventually we're going to start thinking about the EV trade again. I do think GM's going to be a big player, but GM's getting hurt by fuel costs too. Why GM is getting hurt and Ford's getting hurt is, you know, as you see gas prices going up at the pump, people aren't thinking about buying a new car. So it's a direct correlation with where fuel is going. But I'm trying to take a longer-term time horizon. I, I like the GM story. I, I would look at names like Apple, okay? That's where I would look. It's not Apple. cheap. I own Apple. I If I didn't have... Apple the, is... the gain I do on Apple, I would sell Apple. So I would take the other side. I'm completely talking against my book, but I'm av- my average cost basis is $25. App- I don't is... want to realize that gain and pay that tax. Apple is cheap. It's, it's got 29 the PE. Cheap oh. to itself. It's traded historically if we can track the PEs. Because I know Apple because I've been invested in it for a long time. It's traded historically usually around a multiple of 17 yeah. or 18. It got up just in the ridiculous bubble okay, that we're in. So, so, so a little bit of multiple expansion. 26. That, but but what is happening right now in this market is we have multiples coming back in. That multiple expansion is going away. So, I mean, you look at Apple, and yeah, I'm not saying Apple's going to crash, but I wouldn't be – I don't. it's not cheap. It definitely doesn't fall into the cheap camp. It does a lot when, of stocks that it just does aren't cheap that are still pretty high. What is the S and P P? Twenty six, twenty five, and what is that? The S and P. What is? Oh, less now. Uh, I'm gonna. We're look. in the teens. Nineteen, oh, I bet you. Give me a break. I'm gonna look. I don't know if top of my. I head bet you it's nineteen. We were twenty three at the peak. All right. Twenty three, twenty four. Da 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 da. Okay, so right now it's twenty three. The S and P. Yeah. So so it was there higher you go. than that. Even if it's 23, stocks aren't cheap. I mean, we can say what's happening here, but this is making my point for me, not just Apple. I mean, the S&P multiple is still 23. Historically, it trades around 16. So we have a global crisis on our hands, and and all the stocks are still at expanded P. P, P, So you got to have cash. Nothing's cheap. You gotta have some cash. You gotta I have the same shirt powder. as you you do on today, Dennis. How often we do that? Look at Should that. We, uh, yeah. There we are. Uh, uh, traders for a cause. <laughs> we need <laughs> traders right. for Ukraine. I also bring up Apple just to point out everyone that they they have their event today, one o'clock Eastern time. They're gonna rec- they're gonna release a, a new iPhone SE uh, with five G. Probably that's all new, they got is iPhone, 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 new that's iPhone. Not, I'm really talking against Apple today. Even though I own it, you don't talk talk much positive. It's hard to talk about, you know, some things on a positive note. Just you know, and I. But and I, I do think you got to be buying something. Like that's why I'm like, what am I buying? I was looking yesterday. I'm like 47 percent cash. I was like, what am I buying? I, I must have been more because I I've got for I bought two stocks and I'm still 40. So I because I sold a few things. I'm just like trying to sell what I can. But 
I, I don't know. Like, chat, help us out here. Like, Shopify. Well, no, 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 no. That's what the, I'm, I'm saying. Chris is saying in the chat. <laughs> I know. But like, I, it's I a fantastic that, company. But the multiple on it, what is the Shopify P? A hundred? It's so high. That now that is expensive. Okay, that's expensive. But what were people doing at seventeen hundred? Don't care. The story's hot. Didn't care. Now all of a sudden, right. multiples matter. It's um, it's not unreasonable to think Shopify could go to a hundred bucks. It's not yeah. unreasonable, but it's a fantastic company. So sure, sure. I don't know. I can't buy Shopify. Right. The answer is just buy crypto. And I'm going to move on to our guest here, Alan Brock. And that's not working either. So it go can't... to Alan. We're going to have the crypto talk after because Bitcoin work. is not working. It can work. You got to have faith. Not working Alan, right now. Alan Brock should be working in this environment. It's not. Uh, the author of The 420 Investor and founding partner of New Cannabis Ventures. There's been a lot of cannabis news of late. Uh, we haven't talked to Alan for a hot minute. So let's get him on the show right now. Alan, good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing great. You guys are freaking depressing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to bring us up, man. I'm trying to lighten the mood a little bit. Okay, I'm Alan, really sorry. I listened to you, except it's making me more positive on stocks. And uh, can you know, we buy something right now? What can we buy in the potland? Talk. To, I have cash. I'm 47 cash. Give me some stocks that are safe. Safe? Well. You know, it's really interesting that you say safe. <laughs> I have to say, uh, you know, even in your neck of the woods, Dennis, the Canadian LPs, which are universally hated, there are a couple companies that are trading near tangible book value that uh, seem to be experiencing revenue growth and that have no debt and a lot of cash. No, that's Kronos and Organogram. I mean, I don't see how there's a lot of downside there and things do change in the future. Both of them have strategic uh, investors. Uh, Kronos has Altria, and uh, it's trading literally just below tangible book value. And then uh, Organogram has a, a smaller investor uh, in newer. What's the symbol on Organogram? OGI. 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 But those, those seem, quote unquote, safe. I can't say they're the best stocks for the long haul. But, you know, one that's caught my attention in the United States recently is, uh, it used to, you know, people know the company is Weed Maps, but the company's called... Uh, WM Technology, and it was uh, a SPAC. And, uh, okay. The ticker is MAPS. No, it's not. MAPS. Yeah, the yeah. ticker is MAPS. Yeah, M-A-P-S. Okay. And uh, so it was kind of interesting. I never really cared that much about it uh, when it went public. Uh, it, it traded up a lot after the SPAC announcement. And then uh, even after it de-SPAC'd, it was uh, way up there. And uh, uh, they, they came out in November with their Q3 earnings and outlook and just – cratered the stock but you know it's a SaaS model uh, they don't have they have some competition but not a lot uh, and you know it, this is a growth story and i guess i i see a lot of promise in in the company the software that they're doing they they've been primarily focused on california uh it's about 60 percent of their revenue but uh the way the cannabis markets are uh rolling out in the east they're they're not oligopolistic at all and uh, some of the markets in recent years have been very oligopolistic, like Pennsylvania, where you have you know these uh, MSOs or multi-state operators that basically control the market, or Florida is another example. So what's going on in New York and soon in Illinois, they have these social equity licenses. So a lot of uh, owners of just a single license, it really plays well to the weed maps marketplace. Uh, going to be a lot of uh, new companies coming on there, but... The company is also developing a lot of business tools, and that's uh, an increasing part of their business as well. So it's a SaaS model, and you know, if, if they can hit their numbers, that stock's a double, in my opinion. Alan, can you explain what exactly is going on in California right now? I'm reading, a, I'm reading about the death of the cannabis market. That seems a little bit overdramatic to me. Yeah, it is overdramatic for okay. sure, but wow, is it painful. So, you know, so I've been watching the space since 2013, and uh I think this is the first time California's really gone through this, but certainly Washington and Oregon have gone through it. And I, I know every year there's Croptober. And so the California market, you have to remember, even to this day, it's been legal since 2018, but the illicit market's much bigger. So this year, there was just a massive illicit uh, crop. They, it, and so it ended up hurting not only the California legal operators, but it also hurt legal operators all over the country because the illicit market kind of boomed as a result of this low cost supply. But 
what's happened is a lot of the, so the legal operators in California, it'd be like fighting Mike Tyson with both your hands behind your back is what they have to do. They pay high taxes. They have to follow all these rules and regulations. And so this has been brutal. The t- I'll simplify it. The tax in California, the cultivation tax, they have retail taxes too. It's, it's a fixed dollar amount. It's not a percentage. So the, the price has come down so much that the cultivation tax is a, a, a massive amount of the overall price of cannabis. So a lot of people have been put out of business. Uh, and so I think investors aren't really realizing that the operators are, are going under. And so it's, you know, this is capitalism and, uh, you know, the low prices will wash out uh, a lot of the legal and illegal suppliers, but it's been pretty brutal. So what, what's like the path forward here? Are, are, are we talking about tax breaks? Is that, is that? So, yeah, there, there have been already some local tax breaks and there's uh, through the governor and through the Senate in, in California, there's two or through the budget process and through the legislative process, there's two ways to get some tax relief, but uh, you know, we'll see if that either of those plays out. But that's I mean, the main part is they're not going to have that same bumper crop every year. And a lot of people are going by the wayside. So it shouldn't be as bad in the future uh, as it was this past year. It, it was brutal. Any companies with, with like a special like like who are the largest you know, MSOs in, in California? So it's interesting. The MSOs have been really careful about California. They, they didn't like the regulatory structure. So when you look, uh, the only MSO that has a lot of exposure, and it's different, is uh, Cresco. Uh, and they they have, uh, they used to distribute for, for third parties. Now they're just distributing for themselves. But they, they have their own brands in California. And, uh, and they seem to be doing well. Uh, all things considered. So they're not really exposed to that wholesale flour uh, price plunge. They're more on the branded product side and premium flour. That, that, as far as the MSOs go, uh, they're, they're the ones that probably have the most exposure to that market, but they also gave guidance, uh, you know, when, when all this was going on and they knew exactly what was happening, that they weren't really impacted, it appears. Uh, they'll be reporting uh, later this month, but you know, based on the guidance they gave, it doesn't appear as though they were impacted. Columbia Care uh, has done some M&A there, so they have some exposure. Uh, that That's really, for the most part, that's yeah. it among the large ones. I was going to ask you, speaking of earnings, I, I think we're most the way, I think we're mostly done. I, Cure Relief. No, we're not mostly. We're just getting started. started. Oh, well, Cure Relief was last week, right? I, I, yeah. I saw that one. Okay, so like from the ones we've already had there, any takeaways? I mean, the Cure Relief, yeah. the stock can't stop going down. I own it. <laughs> so that's one I've been kind of negative on for a lot of reasons. But so, I mean, I am sorry to see it going down, but at least I don't have it in my model portfolios. Not not that other things are doing so much better, but that one's been really tough. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So the, the issue there, I think, has been, you know, what the way I've always looked at it is it's a premium valuation compared to others. There's, there are a lot of other stocks that I think have looked better that have executed better. And so it's been kind of an unwarranted premium. So uh, I think, you know, the massive reduction in their outlook uh, has really weighed on the stock. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what others are saying. So I, I wasn't surprised. I was warning my subscribers to expect lower numbers. The, the street's too high. And the, the, the two reasons that, and, and they came out on the Cure Leaf call. Uh, number one, and uh, this is, uh, something that's really not in the control of anybody. Well, neither of them are, but number one, New Jersey has just delayed and delayed and delayed. And so a lot of the MSOs uh, had been counting on being able to book revenue sooner rather than later in New Jersey. And I think this has kind of a a twofold uh, implication. Number one, you know, that revenue goes away for now. It's not forever, but it is forever. I mean, you're not going to get that revenue. It's pushed out. But the, the more subtle one is, I think a lot of these companies have been more competitive in certain markets like Pennsylvania and Florida because of this. And uh, so that's that's one issue. And then the other issue, and it kind of gets to what Dennis was questioning about, why is Macy's get impacted? Yeah. It's this. It's so bore, So we've been OK. Let me back it up. Last year, two, two years ago in 2020, during the pandemic, cannabis demand soared. 
And part of it was easy to understand. Okay, everybody's at home, everybody's scared, and they can't spend their money anywhere. So they're buying cannabis. And part of it seemed like there was a shift from the illicit market to the legal market because the legal market was able to basically provide e-commerce solutions that yep. had never been done before. So then you fast forward to 2021 and it, the summer, those comps were really tough, especially out West. And yeah, so, but everyone knew that was coming. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. we were coming out of it in December. Okay. December was just fantastic. And so we ended the quarter for all these companies uh, in key states for the MSOs with, with a boom. And I really, I, I was hoping that, that this was the turn. And so I think part of that was because of Omicron. Um, but so anyway, January, the numbers were just dismal, like worse than the summer. And so I think that's, you know, kind of to the point of, uh, you know, disposable income challenges that are, and so Cureleaf talked about that in their guidance that, you know, inflation, disposable income, high gas prices, things like that uh, are, are, are causing a problem. So I do think that there's been uh, that issue as well. And it's it's weighing on right. investors' minds right now. I will say the very earliest looks at uh, February, which we have, are very positive, uh, both in Canada and in uh, Illinois and what was the other state? Massachusetts. That's all I've seen so far. But uh, we'll be seeing more of this. And, and basically that big decline that we had in January now looks like kind of an offset to December. And there's, there wasn't a continued uh, deterioration into February. Alan, just one question for you. Uh, the, any ancillary plays? I'm looking at this God's sure. Miracle Grow. And, uh, yeah, you know, so I, I, I mentioned um, uh, WM Technology Maps. And one of the reasons why I like that one is that they're not selling lights and nutrients and things like that, where there's some uh, timing issues and, and the buyers can maybe push it out. They're selling advertising. And I, I've just talked to you about it's a tougher environment right now for uh, the market, a, a little bit less demand and more aggressive uh, supply. And so that bodes well for advertising. So that bodes well for maps. So they grew year over year and even sequentially in Q4, right? Okay. But you just mentioned Scott's Miracle Grow. They were down 38% in their hydroponics business year over year and just a ton sequentially. Uh, grow Generation, Hydro Farm. And so I like those stocks are all beaten up. In fact, I just bought, I had sold a little bit of uh, Scott's Miracle Grow in one of my model portfolios. Uh, I think, you know, a few weeks ago, and I just bought it back yesterday. Those stocks look very attractive, but they're different. They're a little bit more subject to uh, the cyclicality of, of uh -huh. purchasing. Does so, grow generation make money? So they have. Or are they, or are they, uh, they didn't to make money? last quarter, but they have in the past and they're guiding to in the future. You know, when your business really slows down that quickly, uh, there's a lot of fixed cost absorption right. issues and you can't really... Uh, cut your costs that quickly, but yeah. yes, historically they have made money. So I, I like all those, even Hydroform, which I, I've never liked Hydroform until now. So but, someone in the chat mentioned IIPR. So I don't follow that one that closely. Okay. You know, they were the only game in town and, yep. you know, I, I really thank them for being there for the cannabis industry. Uh, they really helped fund a lot of the build outs that have taken place. Uh, now there are a lot of other alternatives. Uh, we've seen other companies go public mortgage REITs, other uh, sale leaseback REITs. There's private debt funds out there. So yeah. I think at the margin, they're not the only game in town anymore. Okay. And uh, so, you know, that might be an issue, but I, I'm not really a REIT expert. I know REITs in general have been under some pressure with rising interest rates and things like that. All right, just before I let you go, people are asking about Tilray and Canopy. I mean, do you- Tilray and Canopy, let me, let me just simplify this. Yes. Sell them, don't look back. I've been saying this for a long time. Wow. I know the prices are really low now. Uh, I'm not here to gloat because I've been saying this for a long time. I'm here to say GTFO. And, you okay. know, we wrote we wrote about them this weekend or maybe that was last weekend uh, in our newsletter at New Cannabis Ventures. And, and sure enough, like literally a week later, maybe a day later, I forgot when we wrote about it, but uh, uh, Tilray announced an ATM. 
Both of these companies are in deep, deep boxes, and the only way out is to sell equity. Wow. I just look at that canopy and, you know, Jim Cramer, this was his favorite. He was on Mad Money for two years talking about, you got to own this one, CGC. And it was 50, and it was 40, and it was 30, it was 20, it was 10, now it's six bucks. And you're telling me this was just a bad pick all around by Jim Cramer. This isn't a buy-the-dip opportunity. No, I mean, I, I, I think it's a weird thing right now, but why would Constellation not want their price to go down? The Constellation uh, warrants expire... Uh, in late 2023, so about a year and a half from now, a little bit longer, a year and nine months from now. Uh, and then before that, though, Canopy has $600 million of debt due, and they now have net debt, and they're losing so much money. What kind of bank is going to lend them money? And just to, like the writing was on the wall when they borrowed money at double digits and then invested it in a company that they may not, never even be able to recognize revenue from, uh, Wana Brands. And so all they borrowed at double digit, put all that money into an American company that they can't close the deal. And now they have this debt coming due. And it's not it's not the end of the world. I mean, I, they can probably refinance it, but, you know, they're probably gonna have to sell equity, too. Man. All right. Alan Broxton, guys, if you don't know his site, New Cannabis Ventures, check it out. He also runs the 420 Investor uh, platform uh, for us on Marketify. Alan, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. You guys cheer up, please. I'm We're trying, trying, I'm trying to find something to buy. At least he gave me some stocks. He gave me a couple stocks to look at. These so. guys are the ones bringing us down, I feel like. I'm trying to be positive. It's their fault, <laughs> not mine. What, 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 say, what, what can we buy? So, yeah, we're, we're looking at the landscape, and then we're trying to figure out if this is the opportunity to start putting the cash to work. But I'm saying I don't want to be early. Yeah. So it, it's a tough environment right now for investors. Maybe, every, maybe more farmers are going to migrate to, like, more more corn and more wheat and everything and they're going to be less people growing pot and that will be good for the pot companies <laughs> i don't think that's the problem <laughs> so many problems Joel's but i don't theories. think there's too much cannabis. trying to come up with something positive for you all right, thanks a lot all right y'all take it easy all right uh i do want to also mention that we're we're a month and a half uh away now from the next uh benzene county with capital conference uh, link in or link and a code in the description to get 30% off your ticket. Just use the code shows 30 easy cannabis.com. Um, okay, let's do let, let's do Dick's earnings real fast. DK, okay, they reported this morning. I did not even look at the numbers, we're gonna look at them for the first time right now. Let's see what they are. Uh, EPS beat three dollars 64 cents versus a three dollar 43 cent estimate sales beat 3.35 versus 3.29 billion dollars eps guidance wow big miss fiscal year eps guidance they gave a range of a like high 11 dollars to low 13 dollars that was the range they gave versus an estimate in the mid 15 dollar area so a big miss on that fiscal year eps what is the stock doing this morning Oh, uh, three, two and a half bucks. And I'm going to tell you, that was an awful candle yesterday. And you're going to have people who are like, oh, I'm going to send my money back. They're going to want to get out. Every retailer getting killed yesterday makes me not want to own a retailer. Uh, could be wrong, but if I was in this, I'd sell it. Uh, way off the uh, the pre-market high, we actually got over 106, close to 107. So you don't like seeing the fade Uh if he catches a bid early, and I don't, what was that? Oh, wow, you're way in yesterday's range. So, uh, if you can catch a bid early, let's see, Earl, one hundred two fifty. Man, there's there's not there's really there's nothing in here, any which way but loose. There's nothing up here. Double top at uh, one twelve. I don't don't know if you're going to see that. And then yesterday's low at ninety nine uh, nineteen. So what what's what's close? Close was near the low too. Inside day. That's what I'm calling for. I'm week. not. I'm going to call it. It's going to take out the lows. You think it's going to take out 99? Okay. Yeah, I'll do it by with your lunch bet. Guys, that would no be inflation. So that would be so fun. I do a lot of that. You say he said inside day. I'll uh, give you the inside day. Okay, you're saying inside day. I'll call outside day. Okay, so it only had. So well, it's, it's got to go down to 99.19 or go up to 111.96. I went both well, that's, ways. That's not, that, inside that, that, that's a, no, I say short. Yes. I, you know what, Mitch? I'm I say short. I have no position on it. But <laughs> I, I just think this re with the ugliness in retail yesterday, with this not having a fantastic report, 
with that ugly candle in this yesterday adds up to me to short this dog too. But I'm not, we, you know, I'm not yeah, sure. There's got to be no something position. here. Like, I'm and last time, you know, I could bear something, you know, then it goes straight up. So we don't give investment advice on the show. I just say, I don't want to. How about, how about this? It closes above yesterday's low. Closes above yesterday's low. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll do the lunch bet with you. Okay. <gasps> So it's got to close above 99.19. And that's a good bet for you because it's already there. So it literally, even if it went down, then came back up. So I'm, giving, right, you, so, I'm giving you a huge edge so here. Dan, so Joel wins if it if Dix closes above. And what's the price there? 99.19. 99. I gave him a huge edge here just because I wanted to make a lunch bet. <laughs> All right. I knew I couldn't work it the way it was. I knew it. I like the like... outside day bet better. Okay. <laughs> I know you do because it's only three bucks away from that. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Alan cheered us up, man. We're on yeah, the We're looking on. to buy stuff. We're buying chat. stuff. We're, yeah, chat. Chat's making us happy. I got cash to put to work. Where are we? Cash to put to work. But, what are we buying? Talk uh, to me. I, I mean, you want to you want to BTFD Silver. and you want to BTFD and Bed Bath Beyond. Got a nice dip yesterday. A nice juice. Oh, oh yeah, I called this, <laughs> <laughs> and I took some heat. I, I was like, I'd sell a twenty and a half. It went to thirty five after I said <laughs> that. Back down to twenty. Yeah, this is not the environment to chase a stock up a hundred percent because some investor bought some stock. That's right. what you were doing. Dumb money was buying that yesterday. Dumb algos mostly. All those algos punished severely, deservedly so. Stocks back down to twenty. Um, you know, now it's like giving up all of it back. But man, there was a there was two or three traders that reached out to me that shorted it. Congratulations, great job shorting the stock. I did not trade it um, on the short side. I should have, but man, wow, that's just straight down from the open. Open at thirty, no heat, straight down twenty dollars now. What a you know right, what a joke of a market really. Here's a ticker from Eric. Uh Easton Chemicals, E M N. Oh, that's an old that's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Echo Mary Nancy. Even oh. that's getting hammered. What happened yesterday in that? What the heck? Everything. Look at McDonald's. Anything, man. Like it's it was across the board. Indiscriminate selling. Across the board on so many different stocks. It's just that Monday, that Monday, like, I just got to get out. You know, you take people, I take another weekend. I just can't take the pain anymore. Let's just get out. Uh, Yeah, man, I'm looking at this hundreds big. You're not there yet. But look at this on the monthlies. I mean, some below 100, some above 100. But I would I would wait after that candle after like hanging out 115 115 oh 115 is gonna hold then kapow I think if you're looking at this on the long side you wait for 100 half the stocks have that candle from yesterday look at CMG yeah. Chipotle That's Chipotle's true. been holding up very well through this not yesterday lost Ooh, 130 that, bucks 10 percent didn't have a headline one. just like we're done we're getting out of everything we can get out of you, you want to know what made a new uh 52 week high yesterday Altria. Yeah, people are smoking. Like crazy. I want to start smoking (laughs) in this environment. And remember, Philip Morris is going the opposite direction because they got the big exposure over there. So you got to look at the exposure. I mean, we're at this now. What is the exposure? So you got to dig into the, put your CFA hat on and dig in. And it's like, how much exposure is over there? So McDonald's going down because they got some exposure with their stores over in Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, so. and they're they're refusing to close them too, which is interesting. Uh, and then I, I didn't notice this yesterday. I noticed it this morning though, or it was noticed for me. PayPal and Facebook new lows of the move yesterday for those for those guys. New fifty-two week lows. I bought some of the Facebook, just a very very small piece, and like wow, uh, a very very small you? piece. <laughs> Dead wrong. I bought like a 10% position, like literally like one-tenth of what I would normally buy. Not joking. Like very small because I thought, well, maybe the 200 this time. And no, it's not. <laughs> it's just like, boom. And you regret the buy right away. So I, so in the last month, I bought a little piece of Facebook. We know I bought Square, and I actually did get on that one because it bounced back up and then I rebought it yesterday. I bought Unity, which wow. I was way up in. Oh. I bought a $96, ran to 120 Didn't sell it because it was like long-term <laughs> portfolio. Better hold on to it. It's 81. Should have sold it. Back down. <laughs> Pactor talked me into it. He was on the show last time. I'm Here I am, short the metaverse trade, and I bought Unity. What am I thinking? Wait, <laughs> I bought a small piece of it. And you bought Fed. I, and I you bought, bought one, Facebook like 20. Too. No, I probably had like a quarter size position. These are all small positions relative to 
what I wanted to put in. I was like, I'll nibble a little bit. I'll nibble a little bit. You're nibbling your toe bit off. Even nibbling. Even nibbling in this market. I, I, tough I, market. I, I, I'm not sure if y'all could see what just happened behind me because my, my background is a little bit blurry. But if and, and my screen was small. But if you rewind at 30 seconds, you might be able to see a coworker of mine wipe out in his chair. Just like, <laughs> just like fall backwards in his chair. Who, who was it? I don't, I don't know. You couldn't uh, believe that. Do you, remember when you used to do that to kids in school? They would go to sit down. You'd have your foot and you pull the chair out from Joel, them. Joel, only you did that. You were so mean. Every, Joel was such a bully. Everyone did that. Such a bully. All right. All right. I was uh, the smallest kid in my class, so I, I would be the one that you're pulling the chair out on. So mean to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dennis, I just uh, confirmed to people that you don't have a man bun today. Uh, Someone did ask that. What? Oh, my hair is sticking up right there. (laughs) There it goes. No man bun. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, My hair is looking good today. We're right. we're unchanged basically. Like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. There's nothing been no action happened. overnight. Yeah. Slowest you, morning ever. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, pre-market prep. I mean, you know, nothing. Uh just uh, looking at that little break that we had, uh, and that's about mid-range on the session. So hopefully we can hold 4186. If uh if not, mm-hmm. pre-market low way down there, 4138.75, the low of the move. Remember that 4101.75? That was a couple weeks ago. And uh, coming back on the upside, I sure hope we see the pre-market high, but something tells me that's not going to happen. So I'm going to hop over to pre-market plus, cover all these symbols we missed, and I'll check in with you guys later on. Uh, uh, yeah, Carmen, I stand corrected. Carmen just said that Ford has a PE of 3.5, and I went, there's no way that's true. Uh, trailing PE, that is right, 3.5. 3.5. That's pretty remarkable stuff. So, <laughs> uh, the PEs are low on these things. Like, that's why I nibble a little GM. I've been Ford a little bit. I don't know. I, it's going to keep uh, – the problem is we're just – I don't see, like, this as the bottom, and that's why I was like, I don't want to – but that's why I nibble a little bit yesterday because I'm like, well, I got all this cash. I was like, I don't want to miss it completely either. So as a trader, you can't buy this stuff. But as a long-term investor, can you buy a stock making new 52-week low? If the fundies are really good and you think it's going to turn around and think it's going to be okay. Foreign GM are getting hammered because people are not going to be looking to buy new trucks when gas, like think about Ford, I, I, the F one fifty. No, these things get like ten so, mpg, and it's and the electric vehicle market for Ford just isn't there yet. If we were five years from now, we're like, okay, well, EV, no. you'd be okay. It's why Tesla probably isn't getting hit that hard. I mean, it's actually kind of bullish for Tesla, really. I mean, the higher the higher oil prices. I so I think you know what did you see the solar stocks yesterday? Here's an interesting solar. One. I said it's been having Had a pretty a good, good day. It's been having a good a good year, Dennis. Yeah, it, well, yes, know, yes. But it's, we'll say no. Yes. Some of these solar stocks. So let's look at solar for a second. I'll just leave and then we'll we'll leave. But I mean, some of the solar stocks. First, solar's bounced back from its disappointing report. Bounced right back. Solar alternative energy does well when oil goes higher because people will be like, okay, that expensive solar is looking a little bit cheaper right now. Tan is up here again this morning there. I mean, I own SunPower. I own something else. I can't even remember. But I don't know. Do you start maybe nibbling into some of these? Or is there any that are cheap enough to, like, say, okay, I'm going to jump into? Like, well, like the, the best of breed was always on SEDG and ENPH, but they haven't even really sold off much they, here. They're all expensive, they're all expensive, and and you you know my style is to own the, buy the tan if I were to play. Well, it. maybe we should just buy the tan. Yeah, that's how I'd play. Get it, tanned. But, uh, get tanned. Exactly. Yeah, right. I'll probably get burnt buying it though. <laughs> all right, Dennis. <laughs> Have a great day, man. All right, right. stay positive, folks. Stay positive. He's always so negative. I just try to lighten the mood a little bit over here. All right, we got to hop because live trading with Benzinga is going live. Those guys are positive. Ryan, Junaid, Mish, uh, that that crew is definitely more class half full than than these Debbie Downers on this show. So, uh, everyone, do me do me a solid and smash that like. Uh, Joe Biden is speaking at ten forty five. We're going to stream that as well. Um, I mentioned bzcannabis.com. It's our next in-person event, six weeks away. Get 30% off with the code in the description of this show. It's shows 30. Get you 30% off your ticket. Um, thanks to Alan Brockstein. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. Smash the like. Catch you later. Live trading starting now.
can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade, or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.